the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Minneapolis St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Ramping up tensions in Asia. North Korea launched eight ballistic missiles over a 35-minute period Sunday, the 18th such test conducted by Pyongyang this year, and it came one day after South Korea conducted a naval drill with the aircraft carrier USS Ronald Reagan in the Philippine Sea. U.S. and South Korean officials say it's possible Kim Jong-un is planning his first nuclear missile test since 2017 in the near future. Ron DeRockster reporting. Authorities say gunfire killed three people and wounded at least 11 others in one of downtown Philadelphia's most popular entertainment districts late last night. Officers were actually patrolling the area when they heard multiple gunshots and witnessed several suspects firing into a large crowd just before midnight. No arrests have been made so far. This is SRN News. Brandon Tatum is not looking to blame. He's looking for solutions. I do not think that we should politicize things like this. The people in power should take a step back and say, look, let's put our political agenda aside. What are real solutions? Guns don't just jump out of your closet, jump out of the safe, jump up under the bed, take itself off safety and run down the street and shoot up people. Guns controlled by lunatics are a problem. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Off the field and into our studios, join us in welcoming Michelle Tafoya to AM1280 The Patriot. The Emmy Award-winning former NBC sideline reporter is now the host of our brand new podcast, Sideline Sideline Sanity, which focuses on life, politics, and today's world news from Michelle's unique perspective. Check out the latest episodes at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. The forecast for today, we're looking at showers likely with a high of 72 and a low of 56 for tonight. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, this is AM1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can uh, view the broadcast if you so desire and leave a comment or question in that thread as well. And, uh, again, we appreciate uh, however you have the opportunity to listen. If you can't listen live, hopefully you're listening to this via the podcast. Yeah, podcasts are available at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcasts, and uh, it'll bring you right to uh, mine or Mitch's or Jack's uh, podcast. You Check out the ones you like, check out the ones you missed, and uh be caught up in the latest, greatest in insight, news, and information. As always, we appreciate uh, your support. Low these many eighteen plus years. Uh, I think I'm going to kind of divide the broadcast up, do some cover some local stuff here in the first hour, and then the second hour. Yeah, I've got a few things to say about the uh, congressional Democrats' uh, gun grabbing efforts this past week. Yeah, the gun grabbing has begun in earnest. 
And then we spent a, a lot of time talking about it last week with our in-studio guest, Peter Johnson, uh, in response to the horrific shooting in at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, the Democrats, let's just say they've been long on rhetoric and short, woefully short, on basic facts. And again, I'll save that for the second hour. We'll probably take all the second hour to talk about that. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you at any point in this broadcast, 651-289-4488. But like I said, I want to start off by uh, going over the uh, some stuff in uh, local politics, uh, particularly in light of the fact that this past Tuesday, November, or November, I'm fast-forwarding November already, May 31st, this past Tuesday, May 31st, was the filing deadline, 5 p.m. to be specific, for candidates to jump into primary races. Because, of course, the primary uh, election will be taking place on Tuesday, August 9th. That's actual primary election day. Of course, you can vote absentee and early vote prior to that. Check out the Secretary of State's website for more info on that, of course. But uh, there were not... A ton of surprises, really? Oh, well, I I shouldn't say there were a few mild surprises. I'll put it that way. But nothing really uh, outlandish. The the areas I was looking specifically for were candidates who who seemed to insinuate they were going to abide by the party's endorsement, but then go to a primary anyways. Uh, That's certainly one aspect of it. Uh, others who were rumored to be going to primary elections but did not, and I I'm, didn't have permission permission to speak on the record about some, but I know there were some House races, Minnesota House races, where some longtime incumbents were possibly going to receive a serious primary challenge but ended up not coming to fruition. So if anybody wants to uh, come on the, come on the broadcast, Speak on the record. Say, yeah, I was uh, I was thinking of um, jumping into a primary against so and so. Yeah, feel free. Uh, you you might know who I'm talking about, and you know how to get a hold of me. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but the one mildly surprising development took place in the first congressional district. Now, if you recall, May 24th was the primary election day for the special election for Minnesota's first congressional district. Because it was May 24th, it would decide who would represent which parties in the special general election to take place on August 9th, which happens to be the same day as the general election primary for the new reconfigured districts. Confused? Yeah, I I, I have to go over and over in my head when I'm talking about that, but uh, bear with me, if you will. Uh, Brad Finstad was the candidate, the Republican candidate, who won the special election primary for the 1st Congressional District, and he'll be the Republican candidate August 9th to vie for the remaining four or five months of the late Congressman Jim Hagedorn's term. But what's also taking place on August 9th, as I alluded to, is the primary election for the general election. So whomever wins those primary races, they would be the general election candidates come November. Well, Brad Finstad, he ended up winning in the special primary, and he he defeated fellow Republican Jeremy Munson by just over 1%. Jeremy Munson, of course, currently a Minnesota House uh, member, was not going to seek re-election for the Minnesota House. And when he gave his concession speech the morning after barely losing the Republican primary in the special uh, CD1 election, he'd indicated, ah, you know what, uh, well, he didn't come right out and say it, but his concession speech uh, kind of, at least I inferred from it, that he was, you know, because he was not running for Minnesota House, that he was going to, you know, move on with life. And I'll just read a couple of paragraphs from it. Uh, finally, I'd like to thank my family for their support, love, and understanding. Primaries are always difficult for everyone involved. My wife and daughters worked alongside me running in five elections in just four years. Exiting politics 
brings the reward of important time with my daughters, family vacations, and lower stress. Thank you again. It has been an honor to meet so many kind, thoughtful, and passionate patriots and make so many wonderful friends on this campaign. And he showed a picture of his daughters, you know, out on one of our mini lakes here in Minnesota. So you can understand why I would infer from that that he's not running again because he'd indicate exiting politics brings a reward of important time with my daughter's family vacations and lower stress. So he basically said, yeah, I'm exiting politics. That was literally six days before the filing date. And all of a sudden, I look on the uh, Secretary of State's website, the candidate section, who was filing for what? And there's Jeremy Munson having filed for office to run in uh, District 1, Congressional District 1. Uh, Matt Benda, who finished fourth in the special election primary, he also had initially registered, but then he withdrew his candidacy. I guess there were some issues with the Federal Elections Commission that needed to be straightened out and decided, yeah, moving on, not going to bother. So Finstad and Jeremy Munson are the lone Republican candidates in uh, District 1. And by the way, after Brad Finstad got the uh, won the primary for the special election, the new version of con- Congressional District 1 in the aftermath of redistricting, because that's that new CD1 is what uh, voters are going to be voting for in November, they also endorsed, they endorsed Brad Finstad to be their candidate. So he's also the endorsed candidate. Uh, and I have a... F- and I, I, I suspect uh, he'll probably win the primary, but you never know. Again, he barely defeated Jeremy Munson by 1%, so where people will fall, I, I have no idea. But we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see the weight that that uh, party endorsement uh, holds uh, come, this, come this August. So there, there's that aspect of it. Uh, the other uh, congressional... Uh, uh, U.S. House races, I should say, um, you know, really nothing that uh, nothing that stands out. Uh, the Republican uh, incumbent candidates, uh, Tom Emmer, uh, in my home congressional district, CD six, you know, is not going to have a primary challenger. It would be futile, anyways. Neither it will uh, Michelle Fishbach, who um, won, uh, who ousted Colin Peterson after Colin Peterson was in power for nearly thirty years in CD seven. Michelle Fishbach, Republican, won that race in 2020, and uh, she is the lone Republican running again. Uh, Pete Stauber in CD8 has a primary challenger, Harry Rob Welty, who I have never heard of. So I think that will be a little more than a speed bump. Now, this was interesting. I'm wondering if this is the same Dave Hughes who had run in CD7 as the Republican candidate in 2016 and 2018, losing close races to Colin Peterson. Dave Hughes is running in Minnesota State Senate Senate District Number 1, uh, providing a primary challenge to incumbent Republican Mark Johnson. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's the same Dave Hughes, not 100% sure. Uh, he didn't take his loss to Michelle Fishbach in the endorsement battle and in the primary in CD7 very well. Uh, so uh, who's to say uh, how how much um, his name will carry in uh, state Senate district. We'll see. So that, that was one mildly uh, surprising aspect. What was going on? Uh, friend of the uh, broadcast and former Northern or uh, Northern Alliance radio network alum, Michael Broadcorp, he conveyed last week that the kooky Michelle McDonald, you remember her, she's run, I think four or five times to earn a seat on the Supreme court of Minnesota and has been turned away every time. Michael Broadcorp had a story, I think about four or five days before primary day deadline, that Michelle McDonald was going to challenge Kim Crockett for the Secretary of State race, you know, for the Republican uh, nomination, because, of course, Kim Crockett won the Republican Party of Minnesota endorsement at the convention a few weeks ago. And Broadcorp come out and said, yeah, I'm hearing a report. Michelle McDonald's going to jump in that race because her law license, I think last year, was suspended indefinitely, and you need a legit copy of your law license in order to run for Supreme Court of Minnesota. Well, that's out, but you don't need an active law license to run for Secretary of State. So the rumor that Broadcorp had was that Michelle McDonald was going to jump into that race. Well, she did not, and Michael Broadcorp followed up on Twitter at indicating as much. He says, I'll have more on this later on. 
And this was five days ago, and I just replied to that tweet about an hour ago. I said, Michael, we're waiting. What what happened? You know, can you can you fill us in? And so, if Michael does reply to that tweet with uh, more on the story of why Michelle McDonald did not decide to run for Secretary of State uh, after Michael reported she would, uh, I'll definitely cue you in. Uh, and then, of course, failed uh, Republican candidate for Attorney General in 2018, Doug Wardlow. Uh, he was true to his word in essentially saying he was going back on his initial word of abiding by the Republican Party of Minnesota endorsement. Uh, of course, he lost endorsement to Jim Schultz at the convention a few weeks ago, and then he came out with a video a couple days later saying, yeah, the, the convention was rigged. We need to drain the swamp here in Minnesota. I'm the best candidate going forward, and I'm going to run in a primary. And it's a uh, Doug Wardle's candidacy is dead on arrival, or at least it should be. Uh, he had some of his uh, closest advisors, including his uh, chief advisor in 2018, Billy Grant, decided to step aside when Wardlow decided to run in a primary, despite the fact he said on our colleague Jack Tomczak's podcast earlier in 2022 that he would abide by the Republican Party of Minnesota endorsement. And then he comes up with all these excuses. Well, we need to drain the swamp. Jim, Schw- Jim Schultz has never appeared in a courtroom. I have courtroom experience, even though that's not the role of the attorney general to appear in a courtroom. So that's not really relevant. And Literally more than half of the new delegate of the delegates, I should say, that were at the convention a few weeks ago were first time in the process. So that's as least swampy as you can get. And then, oh, yeah, he was standing next to his boss, Mike Lindell, one of the chief uh, stolen election conspiracy theorists. Uh, of course, uh, Doug Wardlow is the chief legal counsel for My Pillow, Mike Lindell's company, and Mike Lindell is standing there saying we shouldn't use electronic voting here at the convention. We shouldn't use electronic voting of any kind because it's rigged, it's rife with fraud, yada yada yada. And there sat Doug Wardlow nodding dutifully along. So I don't know that that's going to uh, play well. So Wardlow is going to challenge uh, Jim Schultz for the Republican nomination for Attorney General. Uh, Again, that should go nowhere. Uh, We shall see. Uh, In addition uh, to uh, Jim Schultz receiving a primary challenge from Wardlow, Sharon Anderson, the perpetual candidate, it seems like, for attorney general, uh, trying to get the gravitas of the name that ends in S-O-N and to appeal to Minnesotans. I mean, seriously, that's what people think. Oh, Anderson, yeah, she must be a good candidate there. I mean, that's her rationale for continuing to run as a perpetual candidate in whatever race. She is also running as a Republican in the uh, AG primary. So, uh, um, again, hopefully Wardlow and Anderson are sent packing and Jim Schultz is the candidate moving forward because he definitely is the best of that bunch. That is for certain. 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. A couple of uh, little more than mild surprises in the gubernatorial race. We'll have that when we come back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Dad, look at me. Think back and talk to me. Did I grow? Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. 
The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Are you tired of bouncing over your sunken apron into your garage, shoveling snow off an uneven driveway, or stubbing your toe on your uneven sidewalk? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We can fix your settled concrete with a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Expert Concrete Raising uses a high-density polyurethane foam. It doesn't deteriorate, shrink, or wash away over time. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag Narn show. Pretty comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So uh, feel free to check us out there as well. Leave a comment, question, commendation, condemnation, whatever you so desire. And however you're listening to the broadcast, you may be listening to this right now via uh, the podcast well after the show has ended. Regardless, we appreciate your support. Uh, Continuing talking primary races again this past Tuesday, May 31st was the deadline, particularly specifically at 5 p.m., that was the deadline to jump into the uh, primaries that will be taking place this August. Uh, I want to go back, if you will, to... Let me make sure I have uh, my timeline correct. I actually wrote about this at uh, bradcarlson.org. This was, uh, yeah, last March where uh, Corey Heppola, former WCCO radio personality, had indicated that he was going to jump into the gubernatorial race as part of the new forward party. Of course, Andrew Yang, who was one of the plethora of presidential candidates in 2020 on the Democrat side, uh, left the Democrat Party shortly thereafter and decided to start his own forward party. So Heppola was the candidate who was going to represent the forward party here in Minnesota. And upon getting into the race in early March, so or declaring he was going to run for governor three months ago, the Minnesota DFL came out and said, Minnesota doesn't need another celebrity vanity candidate, unless it's Al Franken, that could hand the governor's office to an anti-choice, anti-LGBT Republican. The current field of Republican candidates for governor is the most extreme drink that Minnesota has seen in decades, making Heppola's spoiler campaign even more irresponsible, said DFL Party Chair Ken Martin. A vote for Corey Heppola is a vote to help GOP tax cuts for the rich, defund public schools, and force their anti-choice agenda on Minnesotans. So there you have it. Uh, obviously, the DFL is very concerned that Corey Heppola would play spoiler in the re-election bid for Tim Walz. Funny, they weren't that concerned about Tom Horner posing a third-party challenge. Back in 2010, that siphoned votes away from Tom Emmer that gave Mark Dayton the victory in the governor's race by a mere half a percent. Didn't seem to have that same concern, but that would imply that the DFL has principles. So, I digress. I bring that all up to say that uh, Corey Heppola, as the deadline was approaching, 
there were people that were standing at the state office building, you know, hours, mere hours before the filing deadline came and went and said, you know, we got X number of hours to go. I haven't seen uh, Corey Heppola. What's up with that? Well, about uh, 20 minutes before the filing deadline, Bloys Olson po- uh, posted a statement from Corey Heppola on his Twitter feed, and this is from the Heppola for Governor campaign. These past few days, have we've, as we've been out inspiring supporters and collecting signatures from Minnesotans, our team has been projecting how the 2022 election will play out and my role in it. After speaking with thousands of people from all over the state of Minnesota, what I've heard is that people are dissatisfied with the toxic two-party system that, once again, failed to achieve any sort of progress this spring. Nothing for our mental health crisis. Nothing for our educational system. Nothing for public safety. And no tax cut, much less tax reform. We deserve better. We need a strong third party in Minnesota to represent the majority in the middle. This choice will uplift the entire political conversation, forcing our two major parties to focus on the issues and compromise. Unfortunately, right now, that doesn't exist. And the polarization driven by the Democratic and Republican parties make it unlikely that 2022 will be the breakthrough year. I've chosen not to file for governor of Minnesota. However, I will continue to promote and build support for the bold new ideas on which my campaign was built and to create the political vehicle that can transform proposals to policy. I'm thankful for our lieutenant governor candidate, Dr. Tamara Usselman, who is a fierce advocate for what's right and an incredible leader. I'm thankful for our team leaders who graciously gave of themselves every day to build our innovative policies to push into 2030 as a national leader again. I'm thankful for my wife and family who lovingly supported me during this historic run. And mostly, I'm thankful for the conversations I'm blessed to have with all of you as they've pushed me to learn and grow in new ways. I will continue to passionately serve the people of this state because I believe in us and our future. So despite us being polarized, more polarized than ever before, and right now the time is ripe for third party, it's not time for a third party. That's kind of what I got from reading that message. Uh, yeah, very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, this is anecdotal evidence, to be sure. But someone retweeted a tweet from a lady who lives in the Loring Park area, and she had indicated that Corey Heppel's wife and kids were out canvassing on behalf of Corey, you know, to get enough signatures on the ballot to make him eligible to to run, I guess, or gin up support. I have no idea. So as late as Monday evening, he was still out there trying to gin up support. Now, somebody, I think it was, uh, I think it was Max Reimer who said this uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, said, uh, yeah, apparently Corey uh, woke up with a horse's head in his bed uh, this morning. That's kind of a reference to The Godfather, for those of you who haven't seen it. Where the heck have you been, first of all? But uh, go see The Godfather if you haven't. That's all I'll tell you. But... Yeah, uh, I'm wondering if there's going to be more that comes out regarding this uh, particular move. Because Corey Heppler was very enthusiastic about running for governor and quit his, you know, nice gig at WCCO Radio, had a, had a, had a, a weekday show on The Good Neighbor. I get it, The Good Neighbor isn't what it once was back in the 70s and 80s. I understand that, but still... Still a pretty nice gig and was willing to give all that up to jump in and now to not even file and run. I mean, I get it. You don't think you can win, but at least stand on principle, at least, you know, kind of advance the forward party well forward. And he's chosen not to do that. So uh, I'm going to be very, again, very interested if there are any stories that come out that maybe twisted his proverbial arm to not get in the race, or maybe he is more uh, kind of persuaded to the left of center and the fact that he could spoil the reelection efforts for Tim Walls was enough pressure to say, well, I'm not a big fan of Tim Walls, but I'm definitely not in Dr. Scott Jensen's camp, so maybe move on again. This is all conjecture on my part, okay? not trying to say I'm clairvoyant here. I don't pretend to know what Corey Heppel is thinking, but... 
Yeah, this just seems uh, very. This this was definitely the most surprising aspect of this past Tuesday. Again, there were some mild surprises that took place, as alluded to in the previous uh, segment. But this this was definitely mo- more, most surprising. And um, you know, make no mistake, this is definitely good news for the DFL, given how uh, off the charts uh, Ken Martin was off the rails. He was, I should say regarding hapless candidacy. And again, the DFL didn't have a problem with the third-party candidacy being a spoiler for the Republicans in 2010. And they're against celebrity candidates, vain celebrity candidates, unless, of course, it's Al Franken. So um, the fraudulent DFL definitely came to the forefront as well. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. feel that your voice is heard at work? Want to feel like your ideas are appreciated by management? Longing to find a career path where growth is real and not just discussed around the conference table? Strategic Companies wants to meet and talk to you. Strategic Companies is a 3PL warehousing and transportation company with more than 30 years of experience in the business. From entry level to management positions, we are currently looking for candidates to join our growing team. Conveniently located in Egan near 494 and 35E, we value our employees and provide a collaborative, inclusive, and empowering workplace where everyone is encouraged to make a difference. We offer competitive wages and a full benefits package. Check out strategicwarehousing.com to see a list of current opportunities. Join a company where you are more than just an employee. You are part of a family. Strategic companies, more than a job, it's family. Learn more at strategicwarehousing.com. That's strategicwarehousing.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restriction supply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We're often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there. As I'm closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, remember you can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And by the way, check out King Banyan's podcast from this past Saturday, uh, or yesterday's broadcast to be specific. 
Job Saturday, and it was uh, it was a fun episode of Job Saturday. How do you make jobs fun and interesting? Well, you got to listen to the King Bandit Show uh, to find out. So definitely check out the podcast if you didn't hear King's show live. And right here on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It's Mitch Berg Saturdays, one to three p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, followed by Jack Tomzak, three to five p.m. Uh, he's the new guy. And when I say new guy, I mean he's been here, I think, almost, I think it's exactly a year. It seems to me it was the first Saturday in June last year when he started his show. So happy happy one-year anniversary to Jack Tomzak and his stint here on AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. And, of course, I'm closing out weekends on the Narn, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And, by the way, it was the first Saturday, yes, it was a Saturday, in 2011 when I made my debut on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So, Happy 11th anniversary to me. We're just having all sorts of anniversaries here today, apparently. So, uh, again, we appreciate your support low these many years. I want to, uh, I found an interesting piece as I was scrolling through Twitter, you know, during lunchtime. Occasionally, if things jump out at me and I say, hey, I got a free segment or two on the broadcast. No guests today. Well, you know, maybe this is something I could, uh, I could talk about. You know, we hear it all the time in this day and age, in particular, how more than ever this country is polarized. I mean, you look at the more most recent presidential elections. I mean, you got pretty much the Northeast and, uh, part of the country. I mean, you know, New England, New York State, uh, now Maryland, Virginia, that uh, that area. And then the West Coast, I mean, Washington, Oregon, California, are reliably far-left progressive, blue. And then you've got, you know, got uh, Middle America. Minnesota always seems to be exempt from this, but uh, uh, particularly Iowa, North and South Dakota, Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas. Uh, you know, you got the Southern, you know, you got the South, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, uh, with the exception of Trump. Um, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, red, you know, and the leftists chided as being flyover land, particularly the coasties, the out-of-touch elitist coasties. And people look at that and say, boy, we're, we're more divided and more polarized than ever before. And a, a lot of times people are asked about this, you know, do we choose our friends? If we if people make new friends today, are their political leanings the first thing you look at? I mean, I've I've got a lot of longtime friends who, uh, you know, before I was really engaged in politics, you know, who were friends of mine from different areas of life. I mean, I still have guys I consider friends from you know when I was a kid, long before I was. You know, really even knew what politics was about. I could tell you who the president of the United States was when I was a kid, but that was about it. But, of course, we weren't talking about politics. We were living life. And, you know, as we've got older and evolved and life moved on, you know, we maybe went to college in different areas. We kind of lost touch. But we could still consider each other friends. You know, thanks to social media, that's one good thing about it, is I got back in touch with a lot of people who I grew up with that maybe I lost touch with. But, um, but specifically today, when you're making new friends— when you're meeting people for the first time, are, are political leanings a consideration? I mean, you, you get like when new people move into your neighborhood, you get to know them on a, on a uh, uh, you know, on a casual basis and find out about them. You know, where did you move here from? You know, what's your background? What do you do for a living? You know, the first thing you don't ask is political leanings. But as you get together after a few meetings, you may start to glean their politics a little bit. And once you do, does that determine if they stay your friends or not? And I, and I bring this up because uh, Kristen Soltis Anderson, she was once upon a time a uh, Republican strategist. Uh, she's done some commentary on CNN. I don't know if she's as conservative as she once was. Doesn't really matter, but I'm just trying to give you a little bit of background to tell you the perspective. She wrote an interesting piece entitled, Do Americans Have Many Friends Across Party Lines? And she conducted some surveys and some research based on that. And she indicates that younger and more progressive Americans are the most likely to talk politics with friends and are slightly more likely to report 
having zero close friends with whom they disagree politically. Now, the slightly more likely that, you know, that's somewhat surprising to me because progressives, I get a sense, treat their politics, their political leanings as their deity. They look at government as almighty and and the uh, cure to what ills our society. Hence the complete freakout they have when, after a tragic event, there are people and maybe even some Republican politicians that say, you know, extending our thoughts and prayers to the victims. They just freak out. It's enough of your thoughts and prayers. We need policy and change. You know, the fact that they replace thoughts and prayers with policy and change tells you where the, how they view government. They view it as, as some sort of deity. But uh, there's some interesting uh, aspects of this. Um, uh, she talked about a focus group that she moderated of conservative men. This is uh, Kristen Soltis Anderson. Uh, she moderated this uh, focus group of conservative men for the New York Times about their views on whether or not they feel they fit into society today. The answer, very broadly, was not really. While the focus group often covered political topics, the most striking answers, in my view, were more about whether these men felt that they had any places to build or foster social bonds to make new friends and so on. While this part of the discussion was not included in the abridged transcript, you can find around 30 minutes in the full audio. She linked to the audio of this uh, study. Uh, I asked the men if in the last five years they had made any new friend. A few said no, with those men noting, I don't go out of my way to find new friends, or that having too many friends is too much work or a drain, Um, which is sad to me, Uh, just kind of as an aside here. New friends are shut down at this stage of my life. I've got a close inner circle, and that's it, said Robert. Just gave him his first name for purposes of protecting his identity. But for older friends, quote, issues don't break us up, close quote. Another participant noted that while he'd had some friends drop him after decades over political disputes, others said that longer-term friendships were more able to weather divides. Robert isn't alone. For most Americans, the older you get, the less likely you are to have new friends who you'd also count as close friends. And again, that part is, is it's sad to me. It is. Um, my wife and me, we've been married for 22 years and we've, you know, developed a lot of friends over those 22 years, but some of our closest friends that we have today, we've met less than 10 years ago and are still our close friends. And yeah, they may be politically aligned with us, but they certainly aren't like my wife and I who are very engaged in the stuff. You know, my wife and I up until you know, the past few years, we were very uh, close and frequent volunteers in Republican grassroots politics. We aren't anymore, but we're still very passionate about uh, conservatism, not necessarily, you know, blindly voting party line. I mean, yeah, we're more likely to vote for Republicans than any other party, but we're not beyond voting for, say, a Constitution Party candidate or Libertarian Party candidate or uh, what have you. Certainly not beyond that if we feel that that candidate most closely resembles our values. But uh, I'll just kind of scroll down a little bit. Uh, If our politics say something about our deeply held values, then perhaps it is fair game to say you only want friends who are politically like-minded. Progressives in the aforementioned American Enterprise Institute study were almost three times as likely as conservatives to report having ended a friendship over politics. So 28% of progressives have said they have ended a friendship over politics, whereas conservatives, it's 10%. Now that that I find uh, totally believable. I've noticed that uh, as I've gotten more political, as I mentioned, I've had this radio show for 11 years. And as I've had this radio show, when I first started the show, obviously I was more I, I was more apt to talk about politics on Facebook, you know, in, in order to, to, to promote the show. 
And as time has gone on, I just felt like it wasn't worth it because you're basically shouting past each other. You don't change a lot of minds on Facebook. Let's just be perfectly honest. And so I don't post as much about it. I mean, we've got the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where if I want to make a political comment or post a political article, I'm more apt to do it there than on Facebook. And then obviously we've got our Narn Show Twitter account where I post a lot of political content. And occasionally on my personal account, Brad underscore Carlson at Twitter, I'll, I'll post political content. But I, I don't do it because not because I'm afraid of, of, of getting in a back and forth with my good friends. It's just like, I, I, to me, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. You know, because people, it's a different persona when they're behind a screen as opposed to being in person. And I've been more cognizant of that. As I'm, if I do post political content on my personal social media accounts, I'm ready to defend my position. Whereas in the past, I may have posted something that was good, solid clickbait headlines, but if I actually took the time to read the article, I would realize this isn't necessarily representative of the headline that I'm posting here. And therefore, I had a tough time defending what people would come back on. They say, well, I read that article and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I wasn't ready for that because I just post the clickbait headline. And again, I learned my lesson. This was from well over a decade ago when I first really got on social media, like 2009, 2010. So this is an interesting study. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll finish uh, the hour talking a little bit more about this. And if you have a comment or question, 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images, and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. 
Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Welcome back. AM twelve to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, follow us along at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, feel free to do so and check out the live stream, which is up and running right now. Again, uh, talking about this piece by uh, Kristen Soltis Anderson entitled, Do Americans Have Many Friends Across Party Lines? You know, we talk about this very polarized society we have where the political uh, extremes, differences, I mean, they seem to be the loudest voices. And if there indeed is uh, the majority in the middle, people who are moderate on most issues— you know, they're getting drowned out. Well, here was an uh, interesting, uh, see if I can find it. This is a uh, survey that she had uh, taken. Uh, she'd asked, um, the sur- this particular survey question asked, how many of your close friends identify with a different political party than you do? And the summary of the data goes like this, around two-thirds of Democrats, which is 67%, and 6 and 10 Republican, which is 60%, uh, said that their friend groups are made of mostly fellow partisans, while about 5% of both Republicans and Democrats are the odds uh, are the odd ones out in their group, basically saying that, uh, yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the only one of my type in my circle of friends. So, uh, in fact, for around one-third of Democrats, they reported having no close friends of the other party. And while the difference differences by age were not huge, those under age 30 were most likely to report having zero close friends of a different political party. This isn't just confined to young people or the political left. Looking at divides within parties, Republicans who consider themselves Trump supporters first and foremost are among the most likely to say they have zero close friends with whom they disagree. Almost twice as likely as for Republicans who consider themselves party supporters more than Trump supporters. Now, this doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Obviously, there were a lot of I, I know a good number of Republicans who I worked with back when I was involved in grassroots Republican politics. You know, back in the, uh, probably, uh, I would say, the mid to you know, like 2006 or so, 2008, and then right up through about 2014, I was pretty involved in grassroots politics in that I'd go to my local uh, conventions, I'd be a delegate to the state convention as well, my, as well as my congressional district and all that sort of thing. And then when 2016 rolled around and became the party of Trump, uh, I just I wasn't interested in continuing. And again, I I warmed up to Trump closer to Election Day in 2016. And in 2020, uh, when it was between Trump and Biden, I couldn't run to the polls fast enough to vote for Trump. And obviously, I've made it very well known that in the aftermath of January 6, 2021, uh, Trump pretty much lost me with his behavior reacting to that. Again, I'm not here to get into an argument over whether he incited an insurrection or not. I, 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 I'll, I'll even grant you he did not. But in the aftermath of what happened at the Capitol, his cavalier attitude left me wanting. I'll just say that much. So I just say all that to say that's why I pretty much got away from it is because, yeah, I, I, I support Trump. Uh, you know, in particularly in 2020, I voted for him, but he's not someone that I can just blindly support and that whatever he says and does, hey, you know, he's our he's he's the guy I voted for. So 
Uh, I'm going to defend anything that he says and does. Can't go there, wasn't going to go there. And unfortunately, Trump was probably the most polarizing president, well, definitely the most polarizing president in my lifetime. I didn't think it was possible for any president to be more polarizing than George W. Bush when I was living through the Bush years. Holy cow, was I wrong Uh, (laughs) when Trump came along. And I, I bring that up to say that if someone... Uh, finds out, you know, let's say of a uh, a leftist or a former Democrat or former, uh, excuse me, former Republican or a moderate Republican or someone left of center finds out that you supported Trump, they don't want anything to do with you. They don't want to hear the caveats say, well, yeah, I voted for Trump, but no, 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 you voted for Trump persona non grata. Okay. And so I have a feeling most Trump supporters armed with that knowledge say, you know what? I don't, you know, I don't care if these people are my friends. You know, we got sick and tired of these weak-kneed, lily-livered Republicans not fighting back. Trump was at least willing to get in there and be a bare-knuckle brawler, uh, hypothetically speaking. You know, not literally a bare-knuckle brawler, but a fighter. That's that's what we like. I don't take that position, okay, as someone who voted for Trump in 2020. But I, I know a lot of people who do that, who say we got tired of these these rhinos, so we're, we're, we're going with Trump. And so, therefore, they don't want to associate with anybody that may have even the most tacit disapproval of Trump. Okay? So I can see how uh, Republicans who consider themselves Trump supporters first and foremost are among the most likely to say they have zero close friends with whom they disagree. Now, again, I I, I don't know if it's because they're afraid of uh, getting into... Uh, a verbal spat, or if they just don't believe it's worth it or it's not worth the energy, who's to say? Uh, continuing on the survey, uh, younger Americans who are slightly more likely to report talking politics with their friends a few times a week or more, and both younger and more progressive respondents were more likely to say they'd talk to their friends to try to persuade them to vote for a certain candidate or party if asked. With that said, most Americans, 51% to be exact, said they probably or definitely would not try to persuade a friend on politics. A majority of voters in almost all age groups say they talk politics with friends less than a few times a month. Politics may be straining more and more friendships, but there are also a lot of Americans who wish this wasn't the case. I'm raising my hand. I wish this wasn't the case. I do what I do here at the Patriot, and a lot of my friends, even those who are my political opposite, know it. And so, therefore, we just don't engage in politics because they know how I feel about it. But I never want to bring this attitude to a personal conversation, okay? I'm just talking to a microphone, talking to the masses, people who voluntarily come to listen to me. So that's my two cents. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back. Mere moments, AM 12, to the Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. He's got more energy, definitely. He sounds more, more alert. This is great stuff. I'm feeling, uh, feeling a lot better. Uh, I'm probably going to be with you for a while. <laughs> the thing I feel the most positive about is I just have more energy. And um, that's the, the thing that I was really looking for. And, and, you know, something else I've noticed is I'm a lot calmer. I just feel mellower. Another thing I'm noticing is that I'm not as hungry for carbohydrates, and when I want to eat, I'm starting to eat things that are better for me. I know that this is a good path for me to go on. I can tell there's things that are happening, and I do feel better. If you've helped everybody as much as you have me, boy, you're magic. And everybody remarks, not just family but people that I haven't seen in a long time and people that see me that say, you are looking so good, no way are you 82 years old. The balance of nature really is giving me energy. I like to maintain my health. and I have a feeling of well-being, waking up in the morning, and I feel great. I think balance of nature is really uh, helping me. Like I said, uh, the feeling of well-being and 
feeling of energy. Yeah, I have a lot more energy during the day, and I work 10, 12, 14 hours a day, so I, I do have a lot more energy. I just feel like I'm healthier because of it. So, I mean, that's great news, you know. Taking more than three or four, I'm taking you know, up to 10 a day of each. So that's why I'm going through it so quick. Nobody gets enough veggies or fruits, I don't. So this is my solution. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. AM 1280, The Patriot is WW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.